Hi, welcome to OttawaChurchOfChrist.com and our study this morning of Patterns Found in God's Word. Today, what I would really like to introduce to you is the, the patterns found in the ten plagues that, that we see with Moses in the, for coming out of the book of Exodus. But first, what I want to just kind of explain is that when we study God's Word, we do it on three different levels of understanding. First, you have the physical level. That's where you read the scriptures. You see the historic and, and understand the things that are going on. But then you need to take a step up, and you got to get into the spiritual level. And when you get into the spiritual level, you're starting to try to see how we can find Christ in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is a shadow. Christ is the reality. And the Old Testament is pointing to Christ is coming in the future. And then the third level, and the third level I find is very important, is the eternal level. You've got to make the application in your personal life of the scriptures in which you, uh, which you find in, in the Bible. In other words, I'm going to see the physical, then I'm going to make the spiritual, see how it's, uh, how it's appealing to me, but then I've got to put it into action. And we're going to do that this morning with the, the, the ten plagues. So the first level of understanding when you look at the ten plagues is just what are they in particular. Here we've, we have a little chart, and we'll explain the chart maybe a little bit later, but the first plague we have is water water to blood. Then after that, we have the frogs, the gnats, the swarming insects, pestilence, boils, hailstorm, locusts, darkness. Now the interesting thing about this chart that we have is I believe it's given to us by God because the first three going across the top, God tells Moses, tell Pharaoh in the morning, specifically tell Pharaoh in the morning. And then the ones going across the middle, God says, tell Pharaoh. But the bottom three, God doesn't say a thing. Moses just does it. So he, Pharaoh is not warned. Then the first three we find, God says, tell Aaron to stretch out his rod. The next three, God doesn't say anything concerning the rods. And the last three, he says, Moses, you stretch out your rod and these will take place. So what we have is a pattern already set up by God himself for us to see. And I believe it's kind of like baseball. You've got three strikes, the batter's out. You've got three batters, the inning's gone. And that's what we're seeing here. And with the top three, he's, he's kind of coming in with a curveball because it's something that everybody can see happening, right? Uh, you can see the waters change to blood, but it doesn't hurt you. You can see a storm coming from a distance. It's not affecting you. You've got time to, to watch it and understand it. The next three, the frogs, the pestle, and the locusts, well, they just kind of show you how helpless you are. But the bottom three, these are your fastball. These are the things you don't stand a chance. And all three of the bottom three take you to your knees. Gnats are a biting, stinging insect, and it hurts everybody. The boils, individually, the darkness, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face, except if you were a Jew and you were in, in Gosham, in your own houses. They were the only ones. For three days, you've got this darkness uh, with, with the ten plagues. So you got three batters up, three strikes, you're gone. Tenth plague, you don't stand a chance. God's bringing it in, and he's bringing it upon the Egyptians. But I'm going to have a way to spare my people. So for the death of the firstborn, if you want to skip suffering the death of one of your children, you need to get a male lamb, one-year-old, no blemish. Then you have to kill it. Well, the male lamb you pick on the tenth of Nisan. Then you have to kill it on the fourteenth, roast it, and serve it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. And then paint his blood on your doorpost, dressed 
prepared to move, and then you have to burn the leftovers. This is the, the, the specifics for these people to survive that night when the death angel came and took out the Egyptians. That's the ten plagues. That's the overall view of what we're seeing coming out of the scripture. That's the physical understanding. But I want to take you to the spiritual. I will raise up a prophet, Deuteronomy 18, 18, from among their countrymen like you, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Moses is talking to the, the Israelites, and he's talking about the Messiah who is to come. The Messiah is the reality. Moses is the shadow. So as Moses brings us the curse and all the ten plagues, what we need to see is Jesus is going to show up. Being superior, he's going to bring the blessings. So how do the plagues reflect Christ? Well, I call them the ten blessings. And isn't it kind of interesting how in John chapter 2, Jesus' first miracle, water to wine, which is not coincidental. God's got it set up for us to see that Jesus is superior to Moses. So we have the water to wine. If you see water in the, in the gospel of John, water is the word of God. Moses, Old Testament is all about blood. It's all about negativity because it's about sin and you're going to die. But Jesus comes and gives us grace and forgiveness. So he takes that water, the word of God, and he, he makes it palatable. He turns it into wine so we can drink it in and understand the Old Testament. So water to wine is the first one. Demons in the book of Revelation from the three enemies of God, the dragon, the sea beast, and the earth beast, out of their mouth is coming these frog-like spirits, which are the spirits of the demons. Moses brings the, the, the frogs out of the water. Jesus casts demons into the pigs, then down into the water. So Jesus takes away the demons. Jesus takes away Satan. Sins. Jesus, right off the bat, the beginning of his ministry, is healing that gentleman coming down through the ceiling. And he's saying, which is easier for me to say, uh, your sins are forgiven or take up your pallet and walk. But to prove I can forgive sins, take up your pallet and walk. So Jesus takes away sins. The stinging gnat, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, the sting of death is sin. Jesus eliminates sin. Swarming, swarming insects for Moses, swarming people. People couldn't get enough of Jesus in his time. Takes away the pestilence, kills all the livestock. Jesus feeds the 5,000. Moses gives all these boils. Jesus heals. Moses brings a storm. Jesus calms a storm on the Sea of Galilee. Moses, with the locust, takes away all possible food. Jesus is the bread of life. And then the three days of darkness, Jesus is light of the world. You can see how these plagues are all reflecting who Christ is and his superiority. It has... I do not believe it has anything to do with the Egyptian gods. It's more to point to who Christ is. And then the 10th blessing, death of the lamb. Jesus is the male lamb. His birthday, well, it is the 10th of Nisan. And he was sinless, no blemishes. Then three hours of darkness was, is when Jesus died, and that's twilight. Baptism of fire, Jesus was roasted, and he said, I have to undergo a baptism of fire. The unleavened bread is Jesus saying, not my will, but thine be done. Unleavened bread represents the word of God. We don't add to, take away from. And then the, the bitter herbs I find is when Jesus, as he was around the table, or the, that very night, he was betrayed, 
denied and abandoned. Then the last three, the blood on the cross, or we put the blood on through the waters of baptism. And then the 12 hours. You need to understand these last 12 hours from the time that he was arrested to the time that he was executed was so fast. Sometimes we call that being railroaded. I mean, he went three trials to the Jews, three trials to the Gentiles, and he was crucified, and he died within 12 hours. You have to be ready. You never know when they're coming for you. And then the last one, they burnt all the bones because that represented the ascension. There was no body left over. Ten blessings. All the ten plagues point to, the spiritual, point to Christ's coming. Now, here's the one that I get excited about, and that's the level of eternal. Because I've got to take this text and make it applicable to who I am. And I call it the ten comforts. Because, you see, you go from the water to blood, then you go to the water to wine, and then Jesus, in John chapter 2, is talking about transforming the water into the wine. But in chapter 4, he's talking about living water. That's when you have the Holy Spirit. You drink in the Old Testament, the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit helps it to become the living water. You know, it gets us excited. You've got to have the Word of God inside of you. You can't be sitting in a Bible on a shelf. It's got to be in your hard drive. So there's the living water. Also, Jesus saved us from the fear of death, which is what Satan had. So Satan's gone. The demons are gone. Though there's a lot of people who are trying to say demons are around. They're not. Not if you take a good, solid look at the study of the Scriptures. I have nothing to fear. John chapter 8, 31, 32. If you abide in my word, you'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. You've got to get excited about this. You've got to take great comfort that you've got the living word of God inside of you, that living water. You've got freedom, and you've got forgiveness. The gnats, the, there's that forgiveness. All my sins are forgiven. Why? Because of the blood of Christ. Nothing that I can do, but everything that Christ has done for me. Now, this one's kind of interesting. They had swarming insects, and I was saying how Jesus is all about swarming people. Those people were swarming him because they wanted to be with him. Well, Christ has set it up so that I can be adopted. I'm adopted into the family of God, into the church. And there's no greater comfort than know that you belong to the church, the family of God. Empowered. Well, here they took away all the meat, the pestilence. Jesus feeds the 5,000. He's given us all that we absolutely need in this world. In, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, he's saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God. We have the gospel. We are empowered to accomplish all that God has called us to do. Now, God hasn't called us to do physical things. He's called us to do spiritual things, which is reaching out to touch the lives of other people. I have a purpose in this lifetime because these boils that they were inflicted with, Jesus comes, heals all diseases. I've been healed of sin and shame and guilt because of the blood of Christ. I have a purpose in this life, and that is to introduce the great physician to those that are still struggling with their ailments. Okay, after the purposeful comes confidence. This is when we had that storm, right? Moses brought that hailstorm. Jesus calms the storm. You've got all kinds of storms in your life. God has not promised to take a storm away. He has promised to get you through a storm. And so whenever something comes up, I can always lean upon God to help me to get through the storms of my life. I have confidence that he's going to deliver me through that. And then assurance, well, he is the bread of life, right? And he supplied me with everything that I need. I got full assurance that I've got the truth 
that's going to help me to take me through any situation that I find myself. And then perception, he's opened my eyes. He's the light of the world. The rest of the world's lost in this thing called darkness, but Jesus is the light. It's not a physical light, it's a spiritual light to help me to have the understanding that I need to have to get through this world. And he is my salvation. Ten comforts. Three levels of understanding. First we hit the physical, that's the ten plagues. Then we came to the spiritual, that's how the ten plagues point to Christ as our Messiah and our Savior. And then we come to the third one. Here's when you're at home alone, uh, sleeping or trying to sleep, but you're tossing a turn because you got all these problems in your mind. Well, if you have the ten plagues memorized, then it's easy to come up with they point to Christ, and it's even more important that you start turning to we have ten comforts coming from God because he's always there especially when nobody else is around, that's when you need to turn to him. And if you have it locked in your head, you're going to be able to draw the comfort that he talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. That's the 10 plagues. To me, that's exciting. And it's yours now. Thank you for watching.